0: Welcome, one and all, to episode 149 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patsy the Angry Nerd, also known as Patrick Rahel. I switched that around. Uh, But yes, I am your science and shark-loving host. I I am so tired. I had a hell of a day at work today, too. There was a lot of stuff going on. I'm glad to be talking nerd stuff today. Uh, Joining me, as usual, is my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is the, oh, what did I call you yesterday? The something, oh, the Abigail Breslin of wine, because she left a wine glass out like Abigail Breslin in signs. It's like she was trying to drunken the aliens that were invading our house. But she is also the Michael Phelps of wine, the real housewife of Transylvania, and the mistress of Merlot. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. That was enthusiastic and we are of course joined by the hardest working man in podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Wolfenstein So uh, this was a busy uh, past weekend we just had This
1: has been a hell of a weekend for nerddom So, So many emotions I need Craziness. to. I
0: need to plug something real quick. So I've been uh, for the past few weeks. I've been writing for uh, Black Rabbit, B L A Q U E Rabbit com, and I've been doing uh, Game of Thrones articles, two articles a week, uh, more or less. Uh, one being the recap and my thoughts on the episode, and the next one being a prediction. So, if you get a chance to check some of those out. Um, Some of you might know that this past week was uh, how I described it was the episode that we have as fans have been concurrently dreading and anticipating at the same time because it was just going to be the most massive battle and the guy who directed it um, for those of you who are not aware you know maybe you follow the show but you don't um, you don't really follow who directs and who writes the episodes. Uh, The guy who directed Episode Three will also be directing Episode Five. Man's name is Miguel Sapochnik. He directed uh, the episode "Hard Home," which I still think is my favorite episode, and the Battle of the Bastards. And he also uh, good episodes. He also directed the two episodes directly following each of those. So after "Hard Home" was the episode "The Gift," and then after uh, "I Am the Gift," yes. And after, uh, the Battle of the Bastards was the next episode, uh, next episode was called The Winds of Winter. So, uh, man knows how to direct a battle scene. So, what, you look like you're...
1: Wait, The Winds of Winter, which one was that?
0: That was, um, the aftermath of the Battle of the Bastards. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Um... Yeah, this episode was crazy. It was one of those, like, going into it, you know, I was was so ready, so ready for this, but, like, not ready. So ready, but, like, so not ready.
0: Well, and we had just seen... And now I can't
1: believe it's over. But I'm really looking forward to the fact that we get to see him direct another episode. Another
0: battle episode. Yeah. Which will be the penultimate episode of the entire series.
1: So, I mean, I I have a I have a prediction that you can put in your article. Yeah. They're all going to die.
0: Probably. They're all going to are all going to laugh at you. No, um and this was especially like uh emotional and, I and devastating. I predict Thursday is
1: going to drink more wine. Oh,
0: absolutely. Because good. on Thursday night, so this episode aired this past Sunday, so a few days ago, and The Thursday before that, so when episode 148 dropped, our Avengers uh, friend game part... I had to change the the title because it was part three and no one had downloaded it. No one had listened, so I had to change it to part two. I told you. And instantly people started listening to it. So that uh, that ended up working out. Uh, It actually got more plays than um, the previous couple of episodes. So... But yeah, the day that that dropped, we actually didn't get to see Endgame because we were at Star Wars night at uh, Fenway Park. Fenway so we had Star Wars night, and, and I you also touched all the. Sharks. I also got to. We went to the aquarium in Boston, and I touched sharks and I touched rays. And rays kind of act like certain ones that are in the touch tank, and they're used to it. Act like cats or puppies because you leave your hand in the tank. This is what they tell you. You know, you just put your hand in the tank and leave it there and let the, the animals swim by you because you don't want to, like, here comes one and jam your hand into the water and then it freaks these animals out. Now, if you leave your hand in there, they will come up to you and they'll, like, headbutt you like a cat or a dog, like, wanting some attention. It was one of the coolest things. Uh, my f- My favorite interaction between... wasn't even one that I had. It was... Uh there were a couple of teenage girls. I was the only like adult male there without a child. But there were a couple of teenage girls. I mean girls. you had
1: your you had your inner child. Well, within. yeah,
0: I am my inner child. My <laughs> outer child is my inner child. There were a couple of girls uh a few people away from me and one of them was like Oh my God, I i don't like, I don't like him, I don't like him, I'm so scared, I don't like him. And it's almost like one of the medium-sized, ray, right? It was about 15 inches from tip to tip, wing to wing. Uh, must have overheard her, because it started flapping in the water and splashing her, and it was the funniest goddamn thing, because she freaked out.
1: Not today, bitch!
0: <laughs> it was great. But yeah, they had little... Uh, Little sharks, little sharks swam by, and like he swam right through my hand. Epaulet sharks? Epaulette sharks. Yeah. Um, they also had. Uh, I actually covered epaulet sharks on one of my science facts because they can walk. Um. From like little mud puddles to other, like little tide pools, because they live in Australia mostly. Um. And he like swam right through my hand. It was really cool. We saw the little baby epaulette uh, shark egg cases. So we saw what you, you called them something. I
1: called them larvae by larva. accident. That's not what it is. It's, I meant to say embryo. It's I said larvae,
0: and I got very, very defensive because yeah, larvae is territorial. for bubs. He's um, like
1: they're called pups.
0: They are little baby sharks are pups um and we found another one in the tank that apparently no one had noticed but it was an empty empty egg sac so maybe it wasn't fertilized or maybe somebody ate it or maybe the 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 baby that was in there was still growing because there was a a, a good sized epaulette shark right underneath like kind of hiding in the coral
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and we learned a fun fact about the coral that they have at the uh at the aquarium none of the coral that they have um, like in the big, they have like this huge, what they say, 20,000 gallon tank?
1: Oh, something like that. This it's huge massive. tank.
0: They have sharks and rays and a four foot long, 535 pound, 95 year old turtle that's been there since 1970.
1: Her name is Myrtle. I
0: was like, oh, that turtle's name is Myrtle. And then we went up and the guy was like, they were doing the feedings and they had someone in the tank taking questions as she was like scuba diving and feeding. And they're like, yeah, the turtle's name is Myrtle. And I was like, nice. I just made that up because it rhymed and I was correct. So it was pretty great. But they had this huge tank. And, uh, oh, shit, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, full of coral. It was full of coral. But all the coral was actually um, not the guy from Walking Dead. You know, coral. Coral. it was, uh, it was fake, because to take the amount of coral they would need, first of all, if they were to grow it, which would be environmentally friendly, it would take hundreds of years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if they were to just take this from an environment and just throw it in this tank, it would destroy, because coral is a living thing, it would destroy an ecosystem so what they do is they have an artist recreate coral, and it's so it looks real. It's amazing how how cool this stuff look. But so yeah, we had Star Wars night, and then the next day we saw Endgame, and I was not emotionally prepared for that. I did not have enough alcohol, uh, mainly because I didn't want to have to pee, so I rationed out my drink, which I was glad because I still had about. Three quarters of it by the end, and I just had to chug that to numb the pain. Obviously, we're not going to talk about any spoilers.
1: No, but if you if you're on the fence about seeing it, go see it because it's worth it. It's definitely worth seeing it in the theater, um, especially if was, you've invested. Right, like if you even if you've only seen a handful of the movies. It does a really good job of kind of filling you in. So if you don't have all of the backstories, you kind of don't need them. Although it does help. Um, Yeah. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, We plan on seeing it again.
0: I think we need to.
1: You know, I I feel like I saw everything, but I don't think I I actually like...
0: Absorbed it all.
1: Right. Right. Right, so too many, too many feelings.
0: So that was Um, that was uh, Friday. Saturday, we watched a movie for today's show. Well, Friday we did after we came home.
1: Friday, we did do a Friday.
0: Saturday, we did absolutely nothing. Sunday was Game of Thrones, and now Monday we go back to the real world. We needed
1: Saturday to kind of be like a buffer day between the two, so. Kind of just sat with my my thoughts and my feelings as far as the end game goes, and was trying to prepare myself for the potential massacre that was because like, it was going to be
0: insane. So, and now today we are here. And uh, Ashes, what are we talking about today?
1: Han Solo, because it's Star Wars weekend. It
0: is May the Fourth be with you. Uh,
1: Revenge of the Fifth,
0: or is it Revenge of the Sixth?
1: Oh,
0: either way, you can say whatever both. whatever
1: floats your goat. Um, yeah, but it's Star Wars weekend, which yeah. means that there's a lot of Star Wars stuff going on, which Star we Wars traditionally do. Probably going to be on every channel or almost yep. every channel. I
0: plan on uh, watching the trilogy. I got this really nice uh, Blu-ray set of the original, um, the original trilogy some folks refer to it as the orridge tridge but i don't know why you would call Who it cuz calls it
1: that cuz it's not a
0: tridgelee it's a trilogy so it's, it doesn't even work but uh yeah the original nobody uh,
1: calls it that they
0: used to on uh, crack.com they did a lot of videos and dozens of times it was it was referred to as the orridge tridge and i don't like that so uh That's beside the point. But yeah, I have this really nice uh, Blu-ray set um, that someone had actually made by ripping the VHS, the original VHS release, onto a Blu-ray. So it's Blu-ray quality, but it's VHS, and it's like the original artwork. It's so cool. It ended up, I think, uh, the guy charged me like $32 for it.
1: So that's without all of the added extra stuff that they put in a few years ago?
0: Well, it was at this point 20 years ago.
1: Holy shit, don't tell me that.
0: <laughs> well, cuz it was like, ooh, the 20th so a, 20th a anniversary special ago. editions.
1: A long, long time ago in the galaxy far away.
0: So I uh <laughs> I have that. I do have um I also have the We
1: the, have a lot of versions because we we have the VHS versions. I think we have two sets.
0: We I know we have at least one set of the vhs because um i bought them for like five dollars at that's entertainment
1: you also have my dad's
0: yes i do and those are at home those i don't those don't go anywhere but i have um i also have a a blue a dvd set that came out and it was the last time this is long before disney bought anything this is about 15 years ago um it was the last time that the unadulterated version was being sold and so I got all three on DVD and I remember like oh, I really don't have the money for this but fuck it I have to get this so it's each each one is a, uh, a two disc set so it's the original unadulterated and the newer version so the but the blu-ray set that I have like you know when you know Luke turns his lightsaber on the first time, it's green, you know, so it's the original untouched. They didn't even change that aspect of it, you know, so, you know, like, and of course when I'm referring to the first time he turns on, when Obi-Wan gives him Anakin's lightsaber, it's green because they hadn't changed it yet. So that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'll I'll probably, yeah, we don't, uh, we have something going on Saturday. But Sunday we don't have anything going on, so we can do Sunday. Oh no, we have Game of Thrones Sunday. God damn it! I don't know. You I'll, will
1: find find the time. You I will. F- I will. I will. Mm. Watch yeah, Star Wars. You will.
0: We like to every year that we record. Uh, we record a, a Star Wars themed show. But this year, I thought
1: talk Star Wars. We will.
0: Yes, that was so bad. Uh, we'll we'll do a little, little and little...
1: green. I am.
0: Oh, good. Uh, we'll uh, we're going to be talking some some uh, Han Solo, but we have a. Uh, I know I rambled for a bit about what our weekend was because I had a really good weekend. Um, You're what,
1: welcome. You are.
0: <laughs> what are we? Uh, what's our getting into character question for today?
1: I can't do the Yoda voice anymore. It's hurting my throat. Yeah. God God bless Frank Oz. Um, so our getting into character for today is if you could be. Anyone in the Star Wars universe, who would you be? Now, this includes the expanded universes and all that other stuff.
0: Yeah, the uh, stuff that they that when Disney took over said, nope, that's not canon, even though they brought a lot of that over like Grand Admiral Thrawn because the Thrawn trilogy is like one of the coolest stories ever. And Timothy Zahn is a fucking wizard when it comes to Star Wars stuff. So, well, we'll start with you since you came up with this question.
1: I would want to be an Ewok.
0: So you want to be like a little cannibalistic monster?
1: Yes. Hmm. Cute and fuzzy I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, except...
1: They're vicious. They're so vicious. It's like when you you look at them, and you're like, oh, they're cute little teddy bears. But then you look around and you're like, how are they surviving? How Who are braided they Leia's hair? Right?
0: So they they have... And where did that dress come from that they gave to her? Probably somebody else that they ate.
1: People are delicious.
0: I mean, and what were they? They had musical instruments. Now, they had their own musical instruments, but they decided, hmm, these severed heads will do nicely. Mm. I know they were empty, empty, uh, you know, stormtrooper helmets, but they weren't always empty. And they were pretty good at murdering people. They were really good. However, yeah, but,
1: but it's just it sounds better when you play Yupnub on a storm stormtrooper helmet.
0: Yeah, they do have different.
1: Nub! Yeah, they they do have different
0: acoustics. Yub-nub. However, unfortunately, uh, as I wrote in one of my articles uh, after my reaction to the uh, episode nine trailer, um all of the Ewoks are probably extinct. And I got into like a lot of the math and science on this as to, uh, the side based on measurements that I found online and dimensions for the death star and its proximity to earth compared to the Chicxulub, uh, meteor that crashed into, um, into Mexico that, uh, destroyed the dinosaurs you know and kind of like doing some math and like kind of you know if this is this big and earth is here and this is this and this is the mass this is the density um, yeah nothing on that planet would survive like it's an extinction level event like not even Twinkies would live it's
1: called subverting your expectations no it's
0: called suspension of disbelief So they wouldn't have been cheering. So I don't think they were cheering. I think they were uh, screaming out in terror like the people of Alderaan. So, but yeah, that's that. So you would be an Ewok.
1: And apparently I would be dead. Thank you. you. Would, it's Thank not, you not my that. fault.
0: Blame Lando. He's the one who blew up the second Death Star. Spoiler alert for this 1983 movie. 84? 83? I think it's 83. 77... 80 and 83, right? I'm going to have to look now. Um but yeah. Uh so
1: Well maybe I would maybe I'll be Yoda then. I'll be Yoda so I can be a Jim Henson creature shop puppet.
0: Ooh. Wolfie, how about you? If you could if you could be anybody in the Star Wars universe, I know you're a big Star Wars guy. Uh who would you be?
2: Uh I don't know. I mean I feel like it's too easy to pick a pre-existing character. I probably make my own, like little, little, <laughs> little home in 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 uh, the Star Wars universe.
0: Well, then what what type of, of character would you be? A bounty hunter? Would you be a, a Jedi? Would... I'd
2: be a moisture farmer, man.
0: Nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, this is going to reveal a little bit of my 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 geekiness, but actually, like the. There's a nice little tie-in here because uh, obviously you guys know Rocky. He does uh, the song Dead River that you play always coming out of your first break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Rocky playing Star Wars Galaxies, an nice. online MMO in the mid-2000s he and I met. And um, so I think – I'm trying to remember. I think he was a – I think he was a Bothan. And I was – well, I had a couple. We, we each had a couple characters. But the I think the main ones where we befriended each other, I was a Trandoshan. And I think he was a a Bothan, so the, you know, I guess I'll go with that. I'm going to be a Trendoshian uh, droid engineer. How nice. about that? That's it. That's a living in, on Naboo.
0: That's a uh, that's <laughs> a deep fucking cut right there.
2: There you go. And uh, also, uh, Rancors are from Dathomir. Yes. People think that's way too nerdy. That I know that, but I know that. I know that. Well, just ask ask Dynamo. Tell that's, him that. He'll he'll freak out. That's not... That's that, was, not that was like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back when he found out that me and Rocky knew that.
0: That's not... There's <laughs> nothing wrong with me. But, <laughs> I mean, the Dathomir, that's where Darth Maul is from. Yeah. Like... Absolutely. Uh, so what would... Uh, man, that's going to be tough to follow up. But, Trandoshan droid engineer.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> really dorky, I know.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? I could tell you right now that, uh, you know, how about this for a deep cut? Is uh, the species of Darth Maul? He's a Zabrak. Yes. Yeah. And you know how many people knew that? Probably just me and, <laughs> me and <Wolverine. laughs>
2: That was my main character actually was a, was a Zabrak.
0: I knew that from playing uh Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Yeah. And Knights of the Old Republic 2.
2: Yeah, a lot if you just seen the movies cuz I don't they don't even mention it in the movies. I don't know if no. they mention it in any of the spin-off cartoon series, but uh, yeah, I think you would have had to play a video game to, to know that.
0: Yeah, I think that's the because uh, you your character is like you, know, you have a, a friend who is he looks like Darth Maul he's except he's not you know red and black he's just you know flesh colored <laughs> and he has like this really awesome like cybernetic arm that's connected by like a fucking like energy field from like his bicep to his forearm. That's super cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. Um. I'd probably be a uh, Twi'lek uh, slave dancer.
2: I knew it. I knew it.
1: <laughs> like, God, Una. no.
2: You yeah. know, this is also this is going to be very revealing. But um, in Star Wars Galaxies, you you could be an entertainer. They had mm-hmm. like a a class where you could be a dancer or you could be a musician. And there was a whenever you go into any cantina, there would be a lot of near naked men Twi'lek dancers. <laughs> and you had to, and you had to like watch them to get buffed. Like that's how, like you'd go into the canteen into the public areas, mm-hmm. and then that's how you would get buffs to go out into combat. Yep. Was to watch an entertainer, and uh, a lot of times you had to watch a uh, a naked Twilight male dancer.
0: Hey, you know it's whatever works. Any, any porn in a storm? Yeah, exactly. Uh, ooh, maybe I'd be a jizz whaler. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm being dirty. Those are the that's the the dudes. Oh, I know it's the name of the music. Yeah, I know know it's the dudes from the the cantina.
1: Play that same song. Yeah. all right, same song.
2: The name and <laughs> the and the, the style of music is jizz. Yep. Yep. George Lucas made that up. Yep, he did. <laughs> For as creative as he is, he named the music jizz.
0: Now I think I would I would like to be. A bounty hunter.
1: I was say, would you be a Mandalorian?
0: I would love to be a Mandalorian. Um, you can take out all your aggression all the time because it's a it's a constant would hierarchy. Would you be a
1: clone of, of Jango Fat?
0: No, I think I'd want to be, be my own, own type of Mandalorian. Um, ideally, I would like to be Mandalore. You know, that's the top Mandalorian. Like you're, you know. But you have to get there by defeating everyone else in combat. You know, various there's various forms. Um, you know, you have to get a lot of. Uh, you know, like in one of the quests in Natural Republic Two, uh, you have to help somebody bring back the ear of a zacag, just like a big, scary looking animal.
1: So you have to. Do you have to listen to a lot of jizz?
0: no but they're when are, that jizz gets in your
2: ear you know like yeah it really makes you go, it really makes you go crazy
0: but uh so yeah i would i would i would like to be a, a mandalorian jizz whaler yes a mandalorian jizz whaler <laughs> but uh i would i would i would also uh dance on the side to put my myself through mandalorian school
1: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> I'm just, all you gotta do is take off your uh, armor no one will even know it's you
0: i could keep the mask on yeah you don't take the mask off i'd like to keep it on um so yeah uh folks out in the audience let us know what uh what you would do uh are you as nerdy as we are and taking as deep a dive <laughs> as we would or would you uh You know, I tell you what, though, if I was a moisture farmer, you know where I'd set up fucking Dagobah or Naboo? Because it would be way easier there than on, like, Jakku or Tatooine. (laughs) Although if I eat too much more, I'll end up being a hut. (laughs) (laughs) I would be Pizza the Hut.
1: (laughs) Would you eat yourself?
0: Uh, no, but
2: <laughs> while I w- listening to Jizz.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> oh, all this Jizz is making me hungry.
2: <laughs> I don't th- I think you used the wrong uh, verb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I would use that line that they use in Spaceballs. Pizza is gonna send out for you. I don't know. So what would uh, you folks out in the listening listenosphere? Uh what would what would you want to be You know, because I know there's some folks who like Star Wars, but don't have (laughs) quite the uh, in-depth knowledge that we have.
1: I'm raising my hand.
0: I I would be one of those jetties.
1: (laughs) Um, Ooh, ooh, a wampa.
0: A wampa. A wampa. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the wampa, and I'm a snowman, and I don't take any lip from no man. I just Uh, say,
1: yeah. Robot Chicken did such a really freaking awesome job. With I their have Star three, Wars spoofs.
0: I have three DVDs of just Robot Chicken Star Wars.
1: I mean, like Family Guy did a really good job as well, but I, I don't. There's just something about the Robot Chicken ones that are just so. I just love them. I think I love them more. The one yeah. with the nerd is in the elevator with George Lucas. You're George Lucas. Listen to my my tauntaun tauntaun call. call.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When we were first dating, she made me do that all the fucking time.
1: It was hilarious and I loved it. And you did it because I loved it. I did. And you were trying to impress me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it took.
0: (laughs) Listen to my tauntaun call. I will be your steed. Actually, there was a force sensitive wampa really he was force sensitive but he never got a uh, like he was never trained as a Jedi but he was force sensitive so
1: so he was kind of like the Chirrut of Wampas but like not blind
0: kind of um oh maybe that's what I'd be a guardian of the wills a Mandalorian guardian of the wills who dances sexy on the side (laughs)
1: Okay, let's go to break before this gets way out of hand. Yeah, it's not like we're going to be talking -er. about getting
0: jizz in your ears. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, let us know what you would be, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes to talk about Han Solo.
1: Emma.
2: Good evening future passengers Are you ready to sit back, relax And join us on a ride of epic proportions Through the mystical land of Randomness? Am I a serial killer if I eat Lucky Charms?
0: What would it be like if horror characters ran a gym? Who would run spin class?
2: When a shark jumps out of the water Is it like suffocating for that split second? So join us every week For a brand new derailment with goo ripkin and jenny bean
1: you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the derailers
2: and don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes stitcher and also on youtube have a great night or day folks
0: And we are back. There's the aforementioned Dead River by our buddy Rocky up uh, just outside of Toronto. So if you're ever up there, he is always playing gigs. So go see him. Listen to his music. Give him some give him some of your, I don't know, what the hell they use? Give him some of your maple leaves. I think that's what they use for money up in Canada. Buy him a <laughs> shot of syrup. I don't know. <laughs> Off him a ride on your moose.
1: Bottle of Molson.
0: Ooh, Molson golden. Hey, eh? you know, there's a uh, you know a thing with the guy there. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, we're talking Han Solo, and uh, Han Solo, the uh, stuck-up, scruffy-looking nerf herder. I mean, who's scruffy-looking? So we are first introduced as as an audience. We are first introduced to him. Um, you know, in. Pretty much the opening act of episode four, A New Hope, which came out in 1977. I did check earlier. It was 1983 that it came out. Um, Empire Strike uh, Return of the Jedi, 1983. Um, they, uh, Our main crew of Luke and, and Obi-Wan request to... Uh, to meet Han, to meet with Han, and they ask him to bring him to Alder, bring them to Alderon, which is good because he needs some money because he owes a very uh, violent gangster a shit ton of credits, and that jo- that's obviously Jabba the Hutt, not Pizza the Hutt.
1: I was gonna say a very violent gangster. He's very a very large gangster.
0: Well, he is also very violent. He he eats little creatures and he feeds people to the rancors.
1: But like he can't do much. Like he obviously he has his lackeys working for him. Like he himself, I would be more afraid of his lackeys than I am of him.
0: Well, that's that's where the real power lies, isn't it? Like because usually. You know, guys who are the head of some sort of criminal syndicate or organization, they don't get their uh, they they don't get their hands dirty. They have other people to do it for them. And the fact that they've got, um, he's got, you know, associates like a Boba Fett. You know, he's got all his Gamorrean guards, um. You know, that shows just how influential he is. Because he doesn't have to do anything, but he gets everybody to do things for him. So, um, you know, he's dangerous and that. Which is why aspect. he
1: can just sit around and eat people.
0: Yes. And the huts do eat people. Like, they do. Um, not often, because it's difficult but yeah there's oh, I forget the story but there's a story with I think it's Jabba or it might have been some one of the other huts because there's quite a few of them uh, who just ate a guy like that was like kind of like a frog eating a mouse
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of gross but uh, you yeah, know that's what happens so Han is a smuggler um And we find out, you know, that he's a very skilled pilot. And even though his ship looks like junk, it's the fastest ship in the galaxy.
1: Can make the Kessel run in under 12 parsecs.
0: Now, at the time, parsec just sounded cool. But a parsec is an actual unit of distance, not time. And... It is equivalent to 19.2 trillion miles.
1: That's a lot.
0: It is. It's uh, very far, and even traveling at light speed, it's going to take you a very long time to go one parsec. But we find out in the Expanded Universe that the Kessel Run is actually through uh, a cluster of black holes. They try to explain it where... It's like oh he got so close to all these different black holes. But it's like I'm pretty sure if you're 1 parsec away from a black hole, you're fine. It's 19.2 trillion miles. I'm I'm pretty sure that if you're that far away from a black hole, you'll you'll be okay. But uh So uh Ashes, what do you what do you have? You've got you've got some notes. So, so I've what got do you some have?
1: notes. First of all, I want to talk about the casting decision uh, to cast Harrison Ford in this role. Perfection. I don't think they could have cast anybody else who was more perfect to play Han Solo. He kind of had. The, I mean, like obviously he's good looking, so he had those you know devilish, boyish good looks. But he just kind of has this natural swagger about him that he brings to most of his characters that really lent itself well to Han Solo and Han Solo himself is, he's very clever and sarcastic and, you know, at the beginning of the first film, kind of a loner, you know, it's just him and Chewie, his buddy and Chewbacca pretty much earned his friendship with, with Han, you know, uh, proved himself to be a, a loyal companion and,
0: cause he uh, owed Han a life debt.
1: Right. And, uh, yeah, so they're just, you know, riding around the galaxy.
0: So the the backstory... Doing stuff. ...to how they met. Um,
1: Which is cool. Like, I thought... Uh, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I kind of thought the solo movie was unnecessary. But I did like the fact that you kind of... It shed some light on a few things, like how he and Chewie became friends and how he, you know, obtained the aluminum falcon...
0: Well, that pretty much stays the same uh, as to how he gets.
1: Right, but it was just, it was cool to like see well, it, and Donald Glover is as, as Lando is fantastic, just pre- the best part of that but, movie. Um,
0: well, no, the the in the expanded universe again, that Disney just said, nope, none of this ever happened. We're just going to call it Star Wars Legends. In the expanded universe. Um, Han was a uh, a slave, and as he tried to escape from slavery at around age nineteen,
1: on the planet Corellia.
0: Yes, he uh, he was saved by a female Wookiee who essentially um, essentially became like a mother figure to him because he was orphaned at a very young age, and. You know, I think that really is what gave him his soft spots his soft spot for Wookiee. So he wanted to make a difference and he thought he could live a good life by becoming an Imperial pilot. And so he was you know, he joined up with the Empire and he was he was fine with it until he was told by his commanding officer, a guy named Nicholas, spelled N Y K L A S to execute a Wookiee. Now, the Wookiee had been attempting to free slaves. Wookiees were uh, used a lot by the Empire because of their prodigious strength. They were used as slaves. So the Empire went to their homeworld of Kashyyyk and enslaved thousands upon thousands of Wookiees because, you know, if you've seen these films, you know how massive some of these Starcraft are that they build especially something like the death star so they would enslave all these wookies and chewbacca was trying to who is a fine pilot himself because he's like 500 years old or 200 years old he uh he w- he was trying to basically cover an escape for some uh juvenile Wookiees that had been taken prisoner and Han refused to execute him. So he and Han escaped. And, you know, that's where Chewie swore him the life debt. So slightly different from how it happens in Solo. But again, they got rid of a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff from from the expanded universe. One of the things that like I said, they kind of keep some of the stuff, like one of the best characters was at Grand Admiral Thrawn, who had this whole huge, you know, storyline about him. They've actually brought Thrawn back into the fold in the, uh um, I don't know if it's Clone Wars or, what's the other one? Not Clone Wars. Whatever the, I, I can't think of it. I've never actually seen any of the episodes, but the, uh the animated TV show that's, like, computer animated, not, like, the stuff that happened between episode two and episode three. But it's the other... I don't know. Maybe it's Clone Wars. I don't know, I, I can't think of it. But it's the show that's still on now. Like, it's still going. Um, they brought him back because he was just such a cool character. One of the things they did um, was he and Leia... Obviously, you know, they still got married, but they had three kids. They had twins, Jason and Jaina. Jaina was named after uh, Han's mother. Um, Jason, I don't know where Jason came from, but it was spelled J-A-C-E-N. They were twins. And then they had another kid like a year or two later, and they named him Anakin after her dad. You know, and... You know, he and they kind of amalgamated all three of the kids into Ben Solo like it doesn't make sense that his name is Ben because that was like Luke's mentor and they never had any real interaction with him. So I never understood why his name was Ben unless he spent a lot of time alone. That was why he's Ben Solo.
1: Oh, ha ha. Like it's a poor pun. Or maybe it's kind of like an homage to uh the first time we see Carrie Fisher in the film series, you know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope.
0: Like that's the only but they really never had any interaction. Like very, very little. Like he wasn't there. But I
1: mean, like he technically he was the one who brought them all together like her search for him right. their search for him brought them all together so maybe it was just kind of like an homage to let's call him Ben because he's kind of the reason why we're together right now hooray but I could
0: understand why they wouldn't name him Anakin for the film like that's a well, little I, on the nose Yeah. you know they do have a kid that turns to the dark side Jason uh, he he kills one of Luke's kids and then his sister has to kill him because he, he changes his name. He becomes Darth Cadis. Um, and Anakin is the reason that Chewbacca dies. And Han just has this, like... So, Anakin is piloting the Millennium Falcon with Han. They're trying to evacuate this planet. And because there's a, a, like a moon is going to crash into this planet. And Anakin is, is sitting there and he's holding and Han's yelling at him. He's like, go down there. You got to save him. You got to get Chewie. And Anakin says, I don't think we can make it. If we go and save him, we're all dead. So he makes the decision to fly away. Chewie gets crushed by a fucking moon. And that's how he goes out because a building falls on him, but he's able to like climb up out of the rubble.
2: Do you know who wrote that book that Killed Chewie?
0: Was it Timothy's on or was it uh Oh, oh, um it's your your buddy.
2: Alright, Salvatore, yeah. Yeah, Salvatore. Yeah, we we had him on the show way years ago and we asked him about that. <laughs> and uh, he said it was like the hardest thing he's ever had to do.
0: Yeah. He, he got like hate mail and Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's and, and Han spends the rest of the time just So angry, almost like despising his own child because of what he did. And then, you know, Leia talks to him and Han's like, no, it's not that I'm mad at him. He's like, I'm I'm upset for putting him through that. Like putting him in that position where, Mm -hmm. you know, he has to let Chewbacca die. Like he's too young to have to to deal with that type of situation. So it actually ended up being like a really, really interesting story. But I I definitely recommend checking it out because there's a whole lot more. There's like a lot of like emotional nuance to it. Do yourself a favor and check that out and check out the Thrawn trilogy. So what else you got? What did you think of how they did Solo? What was one thing in the Solo solo film that <laughs> you wish they would have just completely omitted? that you just thought was like you know what that's unnecessary no reason for this
1: oh uh, well I mean like there are a couple of things but I guess so it's for me like it's hard to have origin stories after the fact when you have someone who is so synonymous with playing a specific character it's hard to envision somebody else Playing that character. So it was hard to see somebody else playing Han Solo because when I think of Han Solo, Harrison Ford comes to mind. And even in The Force Awakens, like obviously he reprised his role as Han Solo and he did such a great job with it. I mean, obviously, you know, we didn't expect anything less of him, but. It, it, that character has, you know, withstood the test of time. He as an actor has withstood the test of time. You know, he still brought everything that he brought to the character, you know, back in the late 70s, early ago. 80s, you know, to this character now. So it was, uh, and, and not that I thought that the kid who played Han Solo did a bad job. I didn't think he do it, did it poorly. Aaron
0: Aaron Reich, I think, um, something like that. Alden Alden? Alden,
1: Aaron Rice or something like that. I, I don't know. it's some, some I something. I honestly like don't that.
0: know him from any other anything. No,
1: and I mean like I and I thought he did a good job, but it's just, you know, you kind of have this like vision in your head and I don't want to be that person, but watching it I was kind of that person. It's just like yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: See, for me there are a couple of things um that I wish they omitted they think that the things that they could have done without and this is a pet peeve of mine like you were saying you know it's a it's an origin film for a character that's been around for 40 goddamn years and it's like you're putting them in situations where it's like oh no like oh they're going to crash oh no they might fall off this cliff and die oh no that thing might get them but it's like you know it doesn't Like, it's manufactured tension for the fact of manufactured tension, and it takes me right out of the film. Like, when they're hanging on the side of the train, and, you know, he's trying to help Chewbacca and pull Chewbacca back up, and you you look, and the the camera focuses to this rock face that's kind of hanging out, and here comes the rock, and it's like, oh, I wonder if we're going to be able to pull Chewbacca back in time.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like... If you allow yourself to get caught up in the moment of the film, right? But
0: I know Chewbacca lives well, and is in Star no, Wars Episode Nine. I know nine. that,
1: but still, like you <laughs> no. can, you know, if you allow yourself the opportunity to enjoy the film. Well,
2: yeah, and, and we know these characters aren't going to die. It's, it's in a sense, it's like you know, obviously no spoilers, I guess. But I, I think with in terms of uh, Avengers Endgame, like we kind of knew what might happen you know to thanos right like i mean everyone can probably guess what's going to happen right and it doesn't take any of the suspense out of it it's it's the journey to get there there's no way you know like i don't I, once again i'm just tiptoeing around spoilers cuz i mean you know it's it may be super obvious to most people but if people haven't seen it maybe it's not obvious but you know a film like that like superhero films like it, that's just the way things happen. You know things are going to work out almost all the time at the end of, like, a major story. And... Right. With this, it's the same thing. Obviously, like... Obviously, he's going to survive, but I think they did a really good job of adding tension to a lot of those scenes. Like, the the train high scene, like, in well, the moment, was, you kind of forget, you know, when you're into it. That a great scene. Yeah.
0: My, like I said, you know, if this wasn't, you know, a character that I know is in seven other movies you know, it's like, okay, maybe he doesn't make it, maybe he falls, maybe he gets hurt, maybe something happens. But knowing the fact that, you know, I know Chewbacca this this takes place before, you know, canonically it takes place before every other movie. So it's like well, I know he's in episodes two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight well, right, and but... nine. So I know nothing's gonna happen, which is different from You know, kind of what you're saying, Wolfie, like if you're just going into a movie like, oh, I'm pretty sure this guy's going to live or, or, you know, the Game of Thrones episodes like, oh, we know someone's going to die. Who's it going to be? And how is it going to happen? I'm just saying there's no real tension because we know.
1: But at the same time, it was kind of nice getting a little bit more of a backstory. Why Han Solo is the way he is in episode four. You know, right, at least in the beginning. Why is he such? a lawyer? Oh no, and I'm, I'm no, why I'm fine with with all that. So, like,
0: how does he get his reputation for shooting first? Like, right. that's one of the things. I'm just saying, don't put them in a in a life or death situation. Well, uh, because I know he's going to be fine.
1: Right, but at the same time, you know, again, if you just kind of allow yourself to enjoy the movie. You kind of forget about that a little bit. But again, it was kind of nice being able to see the way friendships were formed mm-hmm. and why Han Solo is the way Han Solo is. Yeah, I the like the way the, they, they the kind of took it. Film.
0: Because, um, you know, Amelia Clark's character is kind of like a stand in for this character that he, uh, I forget her name now. Kira. No, 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 no. The character from. The expanded universe this character that he fell in love with and you know a lot of what he did he did for her like she was his motivation um so it was interesting seeing how they kind of took those things the one thing that i could totally do without is how he gets his name and the fucking dice
1: Okay. Well, I mean, those two things, like how he became Han Solo, was a little uh, contrived. Pointing, like I was kind of hoping it would be something a little cooler. So, I mean, you know, I, that that's whatever. And and the whole dice thing, I just it's it's whatever. It's it's whatever. But it was nice seeing again, you know, how he became Han Solo and. Why he was the way he is when we first meet him. And, you know, the fact that he was able to join into this group, him and Chewie, able to join into this group, you know, and befriend Luke Skywalker and ultimately have a relationship with Princess Leia. You know, being able to open up and trust people again. Well, going from, you know, being treated the way that he was and screwed over the way that he was as a child.
0: Well, it's like going from, you know, this this random, you know, and and
1: his priorities change, too.
0: Right. It's like he went from this random like street urchin type guy to, you know, imperial officer to uh, grunt on the front lines of battle to a smuggler for a criminal organization to general in the resistance to father of the leader of the fucking first order like he's uh, got a complex storyline and
1: which almost it it's kind of cool that with these newer films or i should just say the force awakens because we all know what happens um you know it's kind of cool seeing a different path For him. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoy hearing about this character. In the expanded Star Wars universe. Because he accomplished so much. He did so many things. And there's so much more to this character. Mm -hmm. Than what we see in the films.
0: Well one of my my favorite things. And this is something you. uh, You got me this really cool statue. for the the
1: zombie stormtrooper. Yeah
0: it was was for a book called. uh, Death Troopers. And. It came with like this, the, the Empire was trying like this new, um, like this strain of a virus or something. You know, they're doing all these experiments and, you know, ended up with zombies. And, you know, uh, Han and Chewie were prisoners, but like, it's not from their point of view. It's from somebody else's point of view. And like, they just happened to come across these guys. And I remember reading it and telling you about it. It's like, holy shit. That guy, you know, like they just ran into this random dude who is locked up in a cell and it's fucking Han Solo. And like Chewie gets bitten by one of the zombies, but because he's a Wookiee and he's just so badass, like he doesn't turn into a zombie. He burns out the virus with his rage. It's fucking awesome. Like, I think that was our first anniversary that you got me that.
1: It was. I. It was some time. It was a long time. <laughs> it ago. was. It was. In but a, yeah, Death a Troopers away, is another yeah. one. If
0: it's Star Wars and horror, um, also if you want to hear more um, Star Wars like horror stuff, read the the. Um, I, I have to look up the books, but the Yuzhan Vong, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Like it was this army of just like these badass warrior conqueror things and like even Luke had a hard time fighting them one-on-one and there were thousands and thousands and millions of these things just like invading planets and they have to come up with a plan and of course Han's involved because he's this you know strategic genius so that storyline is amazing um you know, the Thrawn trilogy is another one. The uh, The New Jedi Order is another good one for um, for some Han backstory because it focuses a lot on, you know, some on Luke, but a lot on um, Han and Leia, like the kids, like the next generation. Um, so it's really cool, like you get some, some background into that. Even like there's some political intrigue. Like it's it's really well done. Um, I can't recommend the expanded expanded universe highly enough. Um, there is one fan theory out there, and I'm not everybody knows about this. We did talk about it once over a year ago, but I'm interested uh, to know what folks out there think. So, if you watch Indiana Jones, obviously you know that Harrison Ford plays the lead character. And he's very similar to Han Solo.
1: As you say, it's it's Han Solo on land, and Han Solo is Indiana Jones in space.
0: So there's a there's a scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indy is in this in this cave, or in this crypt, whatever, and there are hieroglyphs everywhere, and two of the hieroglyphs are clearly. R2 and C-3PO. At the beginning of Temple of Doom, they are at Club Obi-Wan. So there is a fan theory, and there's a lot of credence to this. There is a fan theory that Indiana Jones is nothing more than Han Solo's fantasy, like coma fantasy, so to speak.
1: Oh, when he's in the carbonite? When he's
0: frozen in carbonite.
1: Oh, shit.
0: So, like, everything that's... Which is why you see all these things that are... callback. And it's, you know, of course, because it's George Lucas and Steven Spielberg working together, you know, there's a lot of crossover between the two... between the two uh, franchises. But he's very similar. You know, he's got the same scar. You know, he's very... You know he he's good in a fight. He's scrappy. You know, there's a lot of similarities. You know, maybe it's not true, but I really like to buy into that. I like that a lot.
1: I mean, it kind of kind of makes sense.
0: I I mean, Club Obi Wan. Like, why the hell else would he be there? And why would you see these hieroglyphics in the shape of, you know? Uh, and I mean, and he and he's was in a desert.
1: Right, and he was frozen in the Carbonite for a while. Long enough to definitely have f- what, four movies worth of, uh, of Coma uh, Dreams. Three. Six, 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 It's just. Okay, definitely long enough to have a couple of films worth of Coma Dreams.
0: Dreaming of himself, you know, There's this swashbuckling ladies' man. Because, I mean... That's how he viewed himself. This is true. I mean, each of the three movies, it was a different lady. He had Marion Crane. Then he had uh, Willie, whatever the fuck her name was. I was going to say Willie Loman, but that's Death of a Salesman. Uh, Not quite the same thing. And then, uh, what the hell was her name? Ava? The German spy girl in The Last Crusade. Either way, different different lady in each film. And to be honest, uh, Marion Crane is the most like Leia. Badass, no nonsense, I don't need your help, I'll do it myself type of character. So I might have to talk about her at some point. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about as far as uh, Han goes?
1: I think we covered we covered a lot. I like we covered a lot of the expanded universe, which again is something that I don't know much about, but I really enjoy learning because I think we all know the characters from the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I like a casual Star Wars fan has, have seen the original trilogy <gasps> so many I I don't even know yeah, how it's been, many times yeah. I've seen them um I mean i grew up watching them so mm-hmm. uh yeah so being able to learn a little bit more about these characters like how they live on outside of the cinematic universe and you know all
0: their other adventures right because the movies are skywalker centric
1: right but there are so many other characters mm-hmm. and there are more that are introduced in these um expanded universe that I think, you know, maybe maybe deserve their own movies, but definitely deserve to be talked like Maz
0: Kanata. Like I'd love to know more about Maz Kanata and her relationship with Han. Like, I'd love a book about that. But uh, so I think that's going to pretty much wrap up this discussion. Um, When we come back, we'll uh, give you some battle results. Mm -hmm. And there is a package in the studio for us. From our good friend, Evil Corny.
1: It's a dick in a box.
0: It might be. I don't know. We <laughs> haven't opened it. So we're going to open this live on air. Uh, I may even do Facebook Live while we're being live on air.
1: That's a so lot of live.
0: It's a lot of live. Like uh, that, that Led Zeppelin song.
1: It's a whole lot of live. Yeah, let's get a break.
0: All right, so yeah, we'll go with a break, and we will be right back. Do you
2: to the big scary monster autism.
1: Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created F is for Family, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. This is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com. Patrick Ray Hall, in the motherfucking house. (laughs) Patrick Ray Hall, in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Hall, in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Ray Hall, in the motherfucking house.
0: And we are back. So I am. Uh, uh, let's see. <laughs> I actually. Uh, hold on. I'm going to go live. Here we go. Would you like me
1: to hold it? No,
0: I can do it. Starting live video. And there we go. So
1: uh, Is this like podcast inception. Right this
0: podcast section. Yeah. So I'm actually live while we're recording. And uh, I just sent Courtney a message. To let him know that we are going live to open up this uh, fantabulous uh, prize that he sent us. So as you can see, I am wearing my kick-ass Patsy uh, Jaws homage shirt. And my super awesome uh, Star Wars Rebel pilot.
1: The shirt's so in case Patrick forgets his name. He'll be like, oh, it's my game again. he would be like, oh, it's Patsy. But like, if you're looking at it from... That angle, it would be like, Yeah, it's... If you look at it in the mirror, it's...
0: I'm the Croatian angry nerd. Uh, So, yeah, so we are... uh, Let's see. Oh, we got a couple people watching, so I'm going to wave to them. Oh, there's Coop. Coop is there. And uh, Josh McDonald, hello. Uh, Oh, Justin. Justin's watching now. Hey guys. Ashes is waving a little bit. So
1: I've got wine in a water bottle.
0: Yeah, it was just water, but uh Wolfie has many talents. Turning water into wine is apparently one of them. So uh so we're gonna open this box. Hold on a second. So I'd started opening this earlier and uh Corny let us know that he uh he forgot what it was that he sent us, because it was a while ago. <laughs> so I'm hoping it's not it. something that needed to be refrigerated.
1: <laughs> or something alive that needed to be fed.
0: There are air holes, and it says, definitely not bees. So I'm hoping <laughs> it's it's probably bees. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to keep talking, because... While we're live and people are watching us, this is still a recorded show, so give some play-by-play commentary.
1: So Patrick is opening the box. He's playing with newspaper in the box. He's looking excitedly at something. (gasps) Shut Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!
0: It is a Cersei Lannister on the Iron Throne, but yes, but wait, there's more.
1: Oh my God, it's Cersei Lannister on the Iron Throne. Where she belongs, God damn it. And it's
0: Tyrion. It's Tyrion Lannister on the Iron Throne. What? Oh, Corny, you are the fucking man. Oh, evil
1: Corny.
0: So we are big Funko Pop collecting people, and uh, I missed the chance to get the Iron Throne a while ago. Yes. And as Tyrion is one of my favorite characters, uh, definitely on the show, although he's probably uh, in deep doo-doo uh, coming up. Um, he does have wine. Because does, he, does he have wine? That's what he does. Oh he drinks God, and he knows he things. He has
1: a wine glass. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So this is a uh, corny. You you are oh, fucking dude, awesome. You Thank you so the much. the park. So we have Funko Tyrion Lannister with wine and Funko Cersei Lannister
1: without wine. All of her Cersei Lannister glory. This is is absolutely awesome. So
0: here we go. We got Tiara. No, Tyrion.
1: I said her Tiara. That's
0: a crown. So there
1: we go. If I want to call it a tiara. That's so freaking sweet. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Evil Corny.
0: Yeah, this is great. So this is the first time we've actually gone live while recording. So um, if this is typically if
1: we go live, like it's it's
0: bootylicious Wolfie there. Oh
1: (laughs) Bootylicious Wolfie is shaking his head. No, (laughs) if he wasn't,
0: we couldn't record because without Wolfie, we don't have a show. This is true. So look at this is this is freaking great. Um we have to add these to the collection. This is I'm so excited. This is super fantastic. Uh thank you so much, Corny. Um we really appreciate it. This is this is fucking cool. So uh Coop, that's next show. That's next show. Today's uh today is uh cuz Coop said I thought we were talking about something else, but I'm not going to say cuz I don't want to spoil it cuz that's going to be for episode 150 next week.
1: Oh yes. Um, well, well, we'll talk about that in our uh, coming attractions. Yes. Very shortly.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this live video, Corny. Again, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you, you so to, much, Corny. Thank you, Corny. He said, "Happy belated birthday." Uh, so thank you for everyone who's watching and uh, joining in. So I appreciate you guys uh, checking us out. And uh, oh, Rita's on here too. We got Rita. So hello, Rita. So we got Rita, Justin, Evil Corny, another Justin. So we got Coop and Dio and uh, Josh McDonald. So thank you guys for joining us. And uh, yeah, we will see you next Thursday. That's not the end of the episode. I'm just saying we'll
1: we'll, see you guys next Thursday. We'll see you next Thursday Facebook Live. Okay, Facebook Live is done. Yeah, that is so freaking sweet. We love presents. If you guys want to send us presents, like, definitely do it. We like them. And we like you guys, so maybe we'll send you presents too. But that's yeah, we have awesome. shirts,
0: we have buttons, we have stickers We're going to start uh, sending shit out to We're everybody. getting
1: some merch Speaking of which, we have some crazy Awesome new logos
0: Merchandising
1: <laughs> Made by the beautiful And talented and wonderful Jeanette Andromeda We have our new show logo, which you may or may not Have seen, we kind of haven't done I think we should do like an official like Unveiling of the logos At some point but obviously, you saw Patsy's shirt. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook and whatnot, we'll post that on the Throw It On Thursday Instagram and the Twitter as well.
0: Because um, we have we have a and uh, Ashes has a shirt.
1: There's a Von Nightmare Vineyards logo yep. as well. So. We got both of
0: those shirts yesterday. I couldn't wait to wear mine. She's like, "Well, I'm not wearing mine to work and getting it all full of science," and I'm like. Pfft. I'll science the shit out of this thing. So, oh my god! So, thank you so much. Uh, that was a great way to get sidetracked a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't mind getting sidetracked for that. Uh, I almost opened it before, and Wolfie's like, "The fuck are you doing? Like, that's not very bootylicious of you. Why don't you uh, just wait and open it live on air?" And I was like, "That's a great idea." Oh yeah, I
1: just got a Facebook notification saying that Pat's, Pat, I was going to say Patrick, Patrick Rayhall was live in Throwdown Thursday. What? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, hey. So, anyways, we have battle results we from do. our battle last week.
0: Uh, we have some good, good results. Let me see. I don't have mine up. I'm, okay, I'm so still thinking corny. Okay, so we asked
1: you all who do you think will be the next big Marvel Cinematic Universe villain? And we gave you the choices of Galactus, Annihilus, King the Conqueror or Other. And most of the votes went to Galactus.
0: We did have uh, a couple on Twitter. But a lot
1: of people said Other as well and put in the comments that they would like to see Dr. Doom. Yes. was mentioned. I did did um, talk about him on the show. You know, uh, somebody mentioned, oh, Cretans Guild mentioned bring in Doom, then go Cosmic again with Galactus. Or now that they have time travel, now that time travel is a thing, Kang. But I think there would be a great idea to bring in Doctor Doom, kind of do something a little bit different, seeing as they kind of did the whole cosmic thing already. Um, I think going back to back, having similar stories wouldn't work for them. But if they brought in a different villain like a Doctor Doom, somebody who brings something completely different to the table. And I would love uh, to see
0: Doctor Doom played by Christoph Waltz.
1: I would love to see anything or anyone played by Christoph Waltz. I mean, because then I can do my Christoph Waltz impression and we all know how well that works out. Your
0: Jamaican, Croatian, English, French cool. guy.
1: Um, But yeah, so I think it would be cool for them to kind of take another route and then maybe revisit the whole cosmic thing again after we've gone through a different storyline.
0: Yeah. I mean, plus having Dr. Doom around like, you know, he's a great character. Like, I just read... Uh, I reread Infinity War, which takes place after the Infinity Gauntlet saga and everything. Um, and Doctor Doom and Kang team up to try to take down the Magus. And, like, Galactus is in it as well. So, like, there's there's a lot of opportunity for crossover. I was going to
1: say, there's a lot of potential there for some great movies. And
0: when you have... Dr. Doom, obviously, he's the main antagonist of the Fantastic Four, which I think we all really want to see the MCU take care of. And by the way, I still want to see John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as uh, uh, Reed and Sue.
1: I I second that. I, I can get behind that.
0: But because they have so many, like, if you introduce the Fantastic Four, you have, you know... Kang and dr. Doom and Galactus, like all of those characters, like the Illuminati, oh my god I have to uh I have to stop so uh I'll let you announce it because you're gonna be you're gonna be hosting next week.
1: I am hosting next week, so not only is it our hundred and fiftieth episode, which is just crazy, uh but I am hosting, and we're discussing the Fabulous, fantastic, and plastic Barbie, in honor of her 60th birthday.
0: Yep, for our 150th episode, we're going to cover Barbie.
1: So I'm super excited. I'm super stoked to have this conversation with you. Kind of throw a little bit of knowledge your way. Talk about one of my favorite toys growing up, and one of my favorite things to collect. I mean, we obviously we we love Funkos. That's something that we collect together. But I have been a fan of Barbie and collecting Barbie for decades at this point, um, so I'm really excited to share that with you guys.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting, and we just we just watched a documentary all about it. So I have some thoughts and feelings, and of course, I'm going to reference a Simpsons episode. So,
1: oh my God, there's a shocker! I know,
0: shocking! I'm going to bring a this, conversation this is my to the surprise Simpsons.
1: Surprise face! Oh my God, Patrick's going to talk about the Simpsons. So I think with that being said,
0: yeah, I think with that being said, uh, we we will will see
1: see you you next next Thursday. (laughs)